0: Hello everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Hey guys. And this is the FFBE podcast. A lot of updates, honestly, with uh, trials and stuff recently over the last, I'd say, about month. Yeah. I know you and I have both been catching up on old trials, so hit me with what you've been able to complete this week,
1: Mini. Actually, yeah, the, the week has been really nice because we had the half price chamber and then really nothing else to do besides the raid, so I took advantage I ended up doing Scorn of Antonella, Scorn of Antagnier, whatever the hell. can't remember if, if there was one thing after Antonella that I did. Maybe, maybe not. I don't remember now. Um, I know I d- didn't do Scorn of the Marching Beasts, and I still have Scorn of Gilgamesh to do. And then I cleared the entire Chamber of Arms, except for Warden Welter. I didn't have enough time to get through that.
0: That's impressive. I'm going to remind everyone that you didn't do anything in the Chamber of Arms until literally the start of this week, I think, or this past week, sorry. And so the fact that you got all the way up to Warden Walter that quickly is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I was, I was a little bit nervous because I didn't, I just didn't enjoy the idea of having to outfit 10 separate units with equipment and then trying to figure out the strategies. But thankfully, the earlier chamber of arms bosses were very easy so it was a very nice way to sort of ease into it before tackling some of the more difficult ones like the giant crab and I can't remember who else gave me trouble the giant crab I had to try quite a few times and then I don't even remember what was before the crab so it's probably not even worth it probably didn't give me too much trouble yeah
0: I was gonna say for me as well the earlier ones were fairly easy it was mostly the giant crab and then Warden Walter that were tough.
1: I tried Warden Walter a couple times. I didn't. I managed to get it into its second form, but I got wiped. I think I was just. I need to bring more light resistance with me. I think that would make the fight a lot easier. But I just ran out of time, so I didn't. I didn't have enough time to actually set up a team to tackle Warden Walter.
0: Yeah, he's tough. So when you get a chance, you can finish that. His piece of equipment's not too bad,
1: but it's not amazing. So it's not like essential what when I, when I looked at it i was actually very impressed with it just because it gives you a 20 percent damage boost just by equipping it no matter what um it literally gives you 20 percent killer to everything which is not that bad i mean i agree with you the damage boost probably would lose out in some situations but I can see it being useful too.
0: Like it's not game breaking, but yeah, that's what I meant. It's not. It's not gonna win you any fights in the future. It's not gonna be the deciding factor, but it's helpful and can be used. It's decent.
1: I think the MVPs for me were the the Genji armor and the royal crown. Those were. Those are probably the two items I started using immediately after getting them. You didn't use Ragnarok. No, I don't. I I don't even have a unit that equips it, and it's not even that good against Warden Walter. It's not, but I use, so
0: I typically have a Lauren in and I equip it to her or if I'm running a Bosh or like a magic cover tank that can equip swords, I'll use that because it gives a 20% chance to dodge magic. Understandable. That is a nice passive. And it's a decent weapon. Like if I am countering or if someone is doing some sort of DPS, I think it has
1: like 135 attack. It's not bad. Yeah. The weapon itself is very good. I agree. I just I prefer to run an elemental weapon on my damage dealer, so I never thought to use it on a tank. But you're right; it actually the twenty percent magic evade would be very, very helpful.
0: It's like one in five spells, and like once we get into some of the enemies, kind of like the ones that we're getting uh, this week, you're gonna be getting hit by spells a lot. So it can be pretty helpful to have one in five of them dodge. Like it, it can come in clutch.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. It's like it's a great weapon. It's just the one that... It's funny because the, the armors are the ones I had the most use from right away. Oh, yeah. And I find just because of how late I'm doing the chamber, the weapons are good but not as amazing as they would have been if I got them immediately. Yeah, I agree with that. And a lot of the weapons are just meh overall. Uh, there's only a few that I still use. One thing I, I do I did enjoy is that feeling of doing a trial, losing and sitting down and thinking, okay, I almost had it, but I screwed up here, or not even screwed up, maybe my team died because of this. How can I tweak it so that next time I can cross that hurdle and hopefully win? And the crab was the most fun for me because I had to do it a few times. And every time I got close, but I could never finish it off while actually clearing the mission objectives. And then eventually I, I put together a team that, killed it. My first five team members, I rarely swapped them out, except for situations here and there. They did all the work. They got it down to 1%, and then they wiped. And then I posted a screenshot on my Twitter of the me clearing it, and the five units that cleared it are all full health. It looks like it was the easiest thing ever, but in reality they did no work. They just took the last hit because it was at 1%. So- <laughs> Nice. And the team that actually did all the work was dead in the defense thing, but it was it reminded me of how fun it actually is to do these things without any prior knowledge or anything like that, and figuring it out as you go. It was it was a very very good experience.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun kind of getting to that point, and the fun thing about the ten mans is they do have those distinct moments of change in the boss and so each time you hit one of those something new comes out and you're like "Ah, oh, crap and sometimes you lose sometimes you manage to power through but it's definitely a fun experience trying to kind of figure out what can i do to make this easier
1: yeah it it, it really was the one the one complaint i do have is a few of the last bosses that i did personally i think the egg one saddle sued saddle su- i don't know yeah saddle and suit. uh And the crab both of them require good magic chainers which is what i really struggle with so i think the mechanics in those two fights i it would have been nice to change them up a bit because both bosses imbue your attackers with an element while making themselves resistant to that element which means you basically if you want to do consistent damage you have to use a magic chainer and it just sucks to see that in both of the most recent fights
0: it would have been nice if they did like a fifty-fifty thing, where it's like half the time it's good to do magic, half the time it's good to do physical. But I agree with you. I found it kind of lame. I like using physical damage uh, units as well as magic units, so it was kind of sucky for the last two or three fights to have to be f- kind of forced. To use I enjoyed
1: magic. it. I enjoyed it in the egg fight because the egg fight forced you to be strategic with your elements early on, and I thought that was a great. Uh, I don't know what to call it, mechanic. But then when I saw it, basically the same mechanic again in the following boss, it was just kind of lame. That's all. Yeah, definitely. With that,
0: Minnie, I think we're both pretty much caught up. I mean, you have Ward and Welter, which is recent. Have you caught up on all the other trials, Chamber of Art or Chamber of Indignant and Chamber of whatever else there is?
1: No, I have Scorn of Marching Beasts, Scorn of Gilgamesh, and then the new one that that was released recently.
0: Oh, that's not bad. You're pretty much caught up. Scorn of Marching Beasts is not an easy fight, so almost there. Yeah. You're pretty close. You're you did well. I'm also caught up as well. Do you wanna talk about the polls that we did or do you wanna leave that?
1: You guys will see in the video. We'll we'll post the video to YouTube this week. One of us just sacrificed their children, their house their kittens, everything to Satan and had insane luck. And the other one literally just had, okay, bare, bare minimum luck. <laughs> yeah, it was it was actually pretty crazy to see both ends of the spectrum in that, but I guess you guys will see that soon. Yeah, you, you turn one way and you see this city, like high tech city, everyone's happy, it's a utopia. And then you turn the other way and it's just the slums. <laughs> That's what it was pretty much (laughs) but i mean it was fun to do though um i can't wait to put that out for you guys and i look forward
0: to more pull battles between the two of us actually that was a lot of fun yeah
1: definitely was
0: all right with that we got a lot to talk about this week or a decent amount at least so let's get into the episode all right let's get the show on the road All right, let's talk about the first thing that was, well, the first thing that was released technically on Thursday, which was Beasts of the Dark 2. People have been wondering, when are the rest of the Dark Esper trials going to be released? Finally,
1: they're here with us. We're getting Shiva and Golem. Yeah, I mean, long awaited, and it's finally here. Have you had a chance to give it a go? I have,
0: actually. I tried it today. Uh, or yesterday, I can't remember which one. I think it was yesterday I tried it really hard, Mm -hmm. surprisingly hard. Um, Of course, going in blind, I don't know too much about it. The only things that I do know are obviously Golem covers, because that's what he does, and then Shiva's going to be spamming you with magic, but... It's a hard fight. I did not last very long.
1: Yeah. You know what, though? I really, really do enjoy the blind runs. Um, Sometimes I get really frustrated and I look up a strat, but I've been good about it lately, where no matter how many times I lose, I'll just try. And I think that's because the last fights I've done, even though I lost, I've made progress with every iteration of my team. So I look forward to actually sitting down. Sometimes I get the urge to just pull out a notepad and write down, everything I've learned from the last fight before going into the next one just to kind of figure out my strategy figure out what the boss is doing when when you hit certain or when you trigger certain attacks it's actually a lot of fun going about it that way so I'm looking for I haven't had a chance to try it but I'm looking forward to it it's a lot of fun the downside to it
0: is it costs 50 energy so I have to put it down until after farming weeks are done yeah yeah some of the pieces of equipment we're getting if you are able to complete it is golem's shell a piece of heavy armor that gives 70 defense and nullifies poison and disease now i think that it's pretty good but given the current meta of full dodge tanks i don't really see much of a use for it
1: yeah i think eventually we will see a a comeback of defense tanks and this will be really good. But I agree with you. I think it's funny that they advertised this item on the banner for it. I don't know what else to call it. The little image that came out where it says obtain golem shell.
0: Oh, yeah. Instead of advertising I think the other good Tiara pieces thing. is yeah.
1: probably the the real uh, prize for this. It's, it's 51 mag on a hat. Just It's really good. And I think it gives you 50% ice resist on top of that. It's just, I saw it and I thought, man, I,
0: I would love to have that. Yeah, the tiara is fantastic, man. Everything about it just screams amazing for mages. I wish I had it going into this fight. Obviously, that's not possible unless I beat it, but it'd be amazing. It's it's a really, really good piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the mystic robes uh, material that we're getting? 30% mag, 30% spirit is, I don't know, subpar. See, I really don't like this, and the reason is it's such a hard fight, okay? Like, it's a ridiculously hard fight, and now you also want me to kill one of them. You want me to kill Shiva with an Esper, and all you give me for that struggle is 30% mag, 30% spirit. It's kinda lame. Your Citra would love it, but not many other units. True, I'd say, honestly, like, even giving it a 40% to make it, like, outstanding, would have been amazing.
1: Yeah, I agree. 40% would not have made it outstanding by any means. I mean, 40% mag, we're seeing that on four-star units now as a TMR. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't have broken the game to make it 40% mag, 40% spirit. I think it would have been really nice. But as it is, I mean, it's not bad, but it's it's not, it's not nothing special.
0: Yeah, true. And then the last thing, obviously, you can get is a trust moogle if you do complete the run. It's very, very difficult, so it's tough. I've tried it.
1: I died twice. It was it was miserable. A hundred energy down the drain. You could have used that to farm those orbs or whatever they are, blue somethings.
0: No, that was yet This was yesterday, dude. I didn't oh, use any. Oh, you're, yeah.
1: you're ahead of the game. Nice.
0: Never yeah, mind yesterday then. when it came out, I I was like, this is the only chance I have to try it. Tomorrow's all about the farm. Yeah. All right. Another thing this week: the Desert Despair Trial Battle for Xeno Gears with some apparently awesome rewards.
1: (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Allegedly (laughs) awesome. Allegedly awesome. (laughs) The most awesome thing about this is the boss sprite. I do. I'm such a geek for mechas. I love it. It's so nice. He looks so damn cool. Yeah, agreed. I, I mean, I love the detail on it. I love the little things on his shin guards or stockings, whatever. they. I don't know. I don't know what the term is for them. And even on his arms... A little accents. nice little the accents and the gold. And it's just, I love the detail in it. I love the way it looks. It's just wonderful.
0: I definitely
1: agree. Did you clear this already? Yes, I did.
0: Yeah, it was super easy. The hardest part for me was actually completing the quests in time before killing him. Yeah. That was a difficult thing. So I actually had to do it in two runs. One where I killed him and then another one where I evoked two espers. It just the way it had to go unfortunately.
1: How about you? Thankfully, my ace came to the rescue here, so I I did manage to summon two espers without too much difficulty. took me six turns total, maybe seven. I don't know. Whatever the cooldown is to cast that thing twice. Otherwise, I agree, it was an easy fight. I did reset my game one time because I took it from 70% to zero by chaining (laughs) one time. So I had to ease off because I wanted to kill it with a limit burst, <laughs> so That's I had to go so back funny. in and bring it down a bit more with some weaker attacks before I used a limit burst to finish it. Uh, no, this this fight is actually painfully easy. I think if you have a unit with full dodge and maybe lightning resist, I don't know what kind of what the element of its magical attacks is. It, it looked lightningy. You should be. You could probably do it with one unit it would take you a long time but it's it's not a difficult trial by any means honestly even without
0: like uh the resistance to the magic if you just break if you have a good breaker you're golden like it, he doesn't do that much damage if you can get a decent breakdown
1: yeah that as well i brought a tank but it was unnecessary if you have a nice 70 percent break or even 65 what do you think of the one piece of equipment we're getting out of this out of
0: this run the martial rod it's utterly mediocre honestly it's good for brand new players other than that i don't see any use for it it's actually really low on the mag stat compared to most other weapons
1: yeah i agree and it gives you nothing else with it so it's just not a stat stick but it's just mediocre
0: exactly i mean i guess it's kind of fitting with the difficulty level of the actual battle like it was not a hard battle it was very very easy it didn't even have any tricks to it it was just a straightforward he didn't even preemptive he did nothing it's just a straightforward
1: fight and it
0: wasn't difficult
1: yep straight tank and spank you did actually didn't need the tank just a break and spank <laughs> a break and spank a sp- yeah a spank i don't know yeah the best kinda... rewards here are definitely the raid coins and the trust moogle so you can get some more of your knockoff pikachus other than that The martial rod for anybody that's been playing for any decent amount of time is just, it's literally mediocre. It's, I don't know what else to call it. Yep, that's that's it. It's just mediocre. So let's move on from that mediocrity.
0: You do, everyone out there, you do have till the end of this week to complete that raid. So no rush, but don't forget to do it because there's some free stuff in there like tickets and moogles and whatnot. It's always good to have. We got a new event coming this week, and I think from what I could tell on social, a lot of people are super excited about this Final Fantasy
1: Tactics event. Yeah, that's it. it definitely looks like it. It's it's one of those <clears throat> one of those banners people I think are excited about not because the units are necessarily the next tier in awesomeness, but just because of I guess this game probably means a lot to a lot of people. I, I personally never got to play it because I, I never had a PS Vita when I was young. Me too. I, definitely was, I was a Game Boy kid, so I never actually got to try these Final Fantasies, but I remember seeing the box art when the game came out, and I thought, oh, this looks so cool. Because <laughs> I think I played Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, the one where you play as the villain, that one was out for Game Boy, and I played the. That was really fun too. That one was super fun,
0: and from the hype around this game and how well I think that game went, this game must have been fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I, I can tell a lot of people are really excited that this banner has come around. I don't even know the game that well. Like like you said, I recognize it. I didn't get a chance to play it, just like you. But the units look really, really cool. Like unit art, damn good. So before we get into the actual units, because I'd like to talk about them in a little bit of depth, but let's talk about some of the items you can get from this King Mog event.
1: So first up, we got the Nagnarok. It's an exclusive sword. It's not bad. It gives you 30%. You can inflict Confuse or Disease with a 30% chance. And then it gives you a passive called Stand Back, which gives you a bit of physical evasion. 5% specifically yeah it might help some people in invasion builds um the kiyomori that recently came out was definitely better but you i could see this used on a tank and pretty much nothing else because of its low attack stat so i mean it's okay not amazing it only costs 2000 currency so it's pick it up anyway it's free i love the next item the handbag panther
0: skin bag and the reason I love it is because it's uh, it's a weapon and it's typed as a mace. And I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> just imagine one of your units swinging around a handbag against like freaking giant
1: crab or warden welter. <laughs> it definitely gives me a uh, old grandma beating the robber with her purse vibe. It definitely does. It was very nice. Yeah.
0: So this I mace or handbag comes with 84 attack and a passive called luxury kind of sucks for the auto heal aspect but it gives you a nice three percent mp per turn which can be helpful given that it's attached to a weapon you don't normally see that on a weapon
1: so it's pretty decent next item featherweave cloak i think we can skip it it's the it gives you a i think 10 percent mag dodge and five percent regular dodge uh, it's not really great uh we have much better dodge gear for the accessory slot so i think this one's just a Straight skip, unless you're a collector. You know, some people might say, mini, but can't
0: you stack that 10% magic evasion to one day get 100% magic evasion? And the answer is no, you can't. It's capped, you get one item, whatever the best one is, that's the amount that you get. So that's why this is very, very
1: mediocre. I like how you asked the question and then you robbed me of the chance of answering it. Because I hate you. (laughs) <laughs> you're like but but Minnie, doesn't this happen and then you're just like no it doesn't you idiots
0: <laughs> well yeah i wanted to they were asking you and then i jumped in there and i was like don't wait don't waste Minnie's time with these kinds of questions he's a busy
1: man i'm far too busy for questions like this that can be answered with a simple google search <laughs> <laughs> oh man
0: the next item an accessory uh septium or septiem septiem I don't know it's french they they talk weird comes with auto lb gauge fill rate and a nice 50% decrease chance of being targeted now that can be pretty useful in certain situations you can put this on your uh physical magic sorry not physical users magic users or even your mages if you're really looking to Decrease their chance of getting hit. Plus
1: 30 mag is really good. Probably gonna put that on a mage. Yeah, I think it, it matches up with I think the Dark Drake scale or whatever it was called from way back when. It could see some use in true double hand builds for mages, but you know, it's okay. It's good. Definitely better than the robe. If you if you want to put something in an accessory slot, this is much better. There are certain trials where the boss
0: gets a preemptive strike and it's like a single target thing. And you really don't want your your healer or something to get hit. It's a good item to put on somebody for that kind of a niche situation.
1: Yeah, definitely. The camouflage makes
0: it a a pretty decent item. I agree. The next two pieces of material we can skip. They're trash. The Vishnu Vest, however.
1: Tell me about the Vishnu Vest. I love this. I'm so happy to see this show up in the King Mog shop. It's only 12,000 currency and you get 25% fire, ice lightning light and dark resist on a vest that's actually really good in my opinion it's disgusting
0: it's absolutely disgusting the Vishnu vest i love it um it's it's our trust master reward item of this event so you can get this from edward as a trust master reward or obviously now in this event yep a hundred percent a must pickup yeah if you can't be bothered to earn the trust of edward just go to King Mog and buy it. Exactly. I can't believe, like, honestly, I could not believe when I saw that they put this in there. The resistances this thing gives you are amazing.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it's nice to see, and it's probably
0: the best item of the bunch. Definitely agree. With all the items covered, let's talk about the actual the actual banner itself. The thing that people are going to be pulling on. The four units. High Seraph Ultima. Beowulf. Race. Construct 8 all jammed into one action-packed banner that I think kind of (laughs) sucks. Why does it suck? So it's a guaranteed to get one of them at the end. I just don't like the little five-star guaranteed ticket because there's only
1: three of them in the banner and you need four of them to do the summon. Yeah, I guess they do make you do a second banner. I I didn't look into it because I'm not too interested in this banner. Uh, But I don't know. Does the King Mog Shop have any? or no it doesn't
0: so you'd be forced to spend 30k lapis to use it the nice thing about the banner i won't say all bad things the nice thing is you do get two guaranteed rainbows one of them could be anything the other one is a guaranteed beowulf or high seraphim ultima not terrible i just think it's a whole lot of lapis like it's so much lapis you're spending at least 25k and you might only get one like, it's, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's not guaranteed to be on banner. Like, you could get any rainbows.
1: How much do you have to spend before you get your fourth ticket on the next banner? Just the first step. Or the next banner, the next step up. So that's not too terrible. At least they give it to you on the first step of the next one.
0: So for 30 k you get a guaranteed three rainbows. One of them is... High Seraph Ultima, and Beow- or Beowulf, sorry.
1: And then you can 7-star the one that you got, potentially. Hopefully. So yeah. There's a 30% chance you'll get to 7-star it. It's not as good as the Xeno Gears banner, obviously, because that was all on banner rainbows. But I think as far as it goes, it's generally better than a lot of the ones we've had in the past. So overall, I, I'm not too disappointed with it. Even though I won't be pulling. I've already done my pulls on this banner for... Uh, bonus units, so I've got a couple of raids, a couple of construct eights. I'm good. I'm done. Overall, I, I, if I wanted these units, I would not be too upset with this banner. Maybe that's why I'm upset. I think the units are cool, and I'm all out of lapis, so I'm like <laughs> so salty about it. I'm like, what five yeah. k? <laughs> I do, I do love the sprites. They're they're always very nice, especially when they pull them from these games that uh, these games had them as sprite form anyway. So I yes. think the sprites themselves had a lot of details in them, and just they were designed to be sprites. I think mm-hmm. they always come out nice when they port them over to to the game. I agree. Overall, not a horrible banner. At least you're guaranteed
0: one of the two uh, seven star units at the end of the step up, and you have four step ups. If you really want to spend that much lapis, you can guarantee getting four on banner seven star units
1: yeah i'm salty i couldn't do multiple laps of xeno (laughs) gears
0: i think people will see why you're that salty (laughs) yeah let's (laughs) let's talk about the units in final fantasy tactics before you get too salty about that last set all right let's dive into it construct eight is the first thing that we'll talk about and i think it's going to be very short because I don't think he brings
1: a whole lot. No, not really. I mean, he has AoE uh, physical cover, but he has no... Or sorry, AoE magic cover, but he's got no mitigation on it. And then his he does have one type of AoE magic cover with mitigation, but it's only 20%, and it lasts one turn, so you have to recast it every turn if you want to do it. Uh, He's just... You know, 3-star unit. It's cool that we do have a 3-star magic cover tank now, but he's not really very good at it. He's very bad at it. Even if you did use that one
0: ability, it's 120 MP. At max, he has 128 MP. <laughs> so it's <laughs> so not very you go. good. Yeah. You definitely need a mana battery there to help his tanking efforts. <laughs> his TMR is very, very mediocre. Um, I don't really care that it decreases your attack and mag because you'll be you
1: would be putting it on a tank anyways. And most tanks today have scaling abilities with that scale with defense and mag anyway. So yeah, the the decrease isn't horrible, but the actual stats it does give you are also not great. (laughs) It's just thirty percent. Like there's so
0: many other pieces of material you can put on that do more or do better.
1: I think I I would almost prefer thirty percent HP to thirty percent defense and spirit, but I don't know how the math works out on that. Yeah, me either, honestly. Um
0: could go either way, I guess. I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah, we'll look into 30%
1: it. 30% is not anything exciting for me. So that's Construct 8. Pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> the sprite I mean, looks really cool. Hopefully when they get to 9, they'll, uh, they'll give them some nice upgrades. Yeah. that's It's in the works. It's in the works. Race, on the other hand.
0: I think she's fantastic for her TMR.
1: Yeah, I, I do love that TMR. Nice ice fire and lightning resistance and 40 percent mag so as you would expect from a dragon kin they are resistant to the three major elements and nice mag mag
0: buff 40 is nothing to be laughed at paired in with the resistances
1: yeah i mean it's better i think this tmr is better than that uh mystical robe or whatever it's called you get from beating dark shiva yeah hundred percent better
0: Like, it's distinctly better. It has 10% more stats, and it gives you all those elemental resistances, which, Mm -hmm. as we move forward with the trials, seem to be more and more important. Yeah. As a unit, do you think she brings anything that other people
1: don't bring or anything unique? No, not really. I mean, she does do unique-ish stuff, but nothing that well or that exciting. I like her Limit Burst because it has Imperils attached, but otherwise, I mean, eh. It gets up she to can, a decent imperil if you max it, but I don't yeah, think it's worth it. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It's really not amazing. She's she, she as a four-star unit. Um, she does have a stacking ability. I don't it's know. not that strong. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, eh. <laughs> like, it stacks up to a normal attack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you compare it to some of the magic users we have available now, even some of the much older ones she's just really not that great when it comes to damage
0: yeah i agree but that's race more of a tmr container in my opinion yeah the damsel Mostly. in
1: distress yeah pretty much although apparently in the game she turns into a dragon so i don't know how much of a damsel she really is pretty badass i wish she'd turn like, into a yeah. dragon here yeah maybe she should be happy G- give me the five star race yeah the dragon form
0: exactly <laughs> Our next unit is one of the five-star base units of the banner, Beowulf. I think he brings a lot of really, really good and unique stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean he, he looks like an interesting unit, a chainer and a debuffer. A lot of debuffers are also chainers. We have Oren, we have Lauren. But uh <laughs> tell me tell me you about know, Beowulf. What what is it about him that uh sort of piques your interest?
0: You know, I, I changed my mind. I hate Beowulf. He doesn't follow the the theme at all. Orin and Lauren both rhyme. They're the best breakers. This guy should be Bayo Warren or something. It needs to rhyme. Yeah, he should have um, been Boren. He should have been Boren. God.
1: That's damn. okay though. No. He's
0: starting a new uh breaker family, the Bay family. Yeah, there you go. I think the thing that piques my interest is the most is the decreasing I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, some of his breaks start off super high and then taper off as the fight goes on. And the reason I like this is because, let's say, for example, he has an ability that is basically a full break, uh, 60% full break, and then it tapers off to a 40% break. Most of our other breakers don't last for five turns. At most, they'll be at about 50%. So on average, like he kind of
1: makes up for it. Enhanced Bosch is laughing at you.
0: Well, Bosch is expensive as hell. <laughs> now, true. this guy's best ability does get up to a really high full break. So 74% and tapering down to 60% for three turns. Not horrible. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a unique mechanic where you don't need to really cast uh, emergency breaks in between. It's has that kind of built into the ability itself. Yeah. Other than that, he brings just chaining, which is always nice to have on a unit like this. He can chain with Absolute Mirror of Equity, Slash, and Tornado. And if something is alive on turn 6, if you're chaining with Tornado, this guy is going to massacre it. <laughs> that is a very big modifier. 54
1: times damage. Holy yeah. crap. I I really I do like his modifiers. I think they're pretty solid on most of his abilities. Uh, The only problem I have with him, I mean that's because he is a breaker chainer So they had to tone down some of his power Um, He does not have a lot of passive attack and mag in his kit Uh, At least not as much as say somebody who would be a main attacker or a main magic user Um, I think he comes with I want to say a hundred percent Maybe I'm lying about that. I didn't do the full math but, it's a 120%, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. So it's not bad, but it, compared to... We'll see, when we talk about High Seraph Ultima, you'll see the difference. Simply his uh, damage numbers will not go as high as somebody with the same modifiers, but more passive attack and mag. Uh, the, the one thing I do like... Well, not one. I, there's a bunch of things I do like about him. The, his dispel ability. Not only does it dispel the person you're dispelling. (laughs) Uh, Okay. It also... also Not only does it do what it normally does. (laughs) Exactly. It also decreases their... uh, It breaks them. It's a full break basically as well on top of that. So I know sometimes I run into issues. I'll drop a dispel and then I have to waste uh, another turn from a different unit to reapply the breaks. So here he'll do it all in one go. They're not amazing. It's only 45%, but it could be nice in a pinch. I definitely love it. I agree
0: with you. Having that dispel with the break is awesome. The other thing I like is the
1: 100% light resistance or (laughs) the 100% light imperil that he can do is also really, really nice. Yeah, he brings a lot of
0: really good things, the light imperil being one of them, and then the ability to dispel break and then break in general, and then really, really nice modifiers on his damage. A very well rounded attacking breaker unit
1: yeah I agree I think he's he's definitely up there I, I don't think in the breaker role he's probably not as good as say Lauren or Oren but he also does bring uh, access to some chaining families that they don't. And then I think he he probably would do overall a little bit more damage than they do. I don't know about Orin's damage numbers, but he's definitely gonna out damage Lauren.
0: hundred percent. Yeah, I think this guy is a really, really good unit. If you do happen to pull him, it's a really nice pull to have. We skipped over his TMR and STMR. His TMR is now decent. Hunter's trade, attack plus forty percent, and then HP and MP plus twenty percent. Really nice.
1: Yeah, I actually don't mind it. The attack is on the lower side, but Uh, The 20% HP MP is very nice as we're slowly moving into this meta where you're fighting bosses that can go through cover. Uh, There are certain bosses, I know, for example, when I fought Warden Welter, he's got certain abilities that do pass through cover. Um, So having units, it'll give you the 40% attack, but it'll also make your attackers tankier in case they do have to take one of those uncoverable abilities i think it's super nice like it's it's not super amazing but i think it's actually solid it is
0: definitely solid and if you're obviously you're going to use it on him if you do have him as a seven star but this tmr can be used on anybody and it's still good because stmr is amazing for hybrid units that can equip great swords 168 attack 127 mag really fantastic
1: yeah units like him you could say
0: yeah you might you might even say he is using it in his sprite.
1: Although I can't see him using his hunter's trade in his sprite. What kind of cop out is this? Yeah,
0: that's the glowy thing there. That's that's oh, what's that's,
1: glowing. That's that's what a hunter's trade looks like. Yeah, that's exactly
0: <laughs> what a hunter's trade looks like. All right, let's 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 go to the next one before we get out of hand. Our final unit, which I think a lot of people were mostly looking forward to, is high seraph Ultima. She looks badass.
1: Yeah, she's got that nice glowy thing following her around everywhere, like the planet Saturn, where it's got its rings wherever it goes. So does she. It's kind of cool. She has wings on her back and wings on her head.
0: So if she's ever beheaded, she can still fly.
1: (laughs) She becomes one of those terrifying
0: (laughs) flying heads from Dementium. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Oh, God. Let's not skip her TMR and STMR. Let's get straight to it. Untrue Saint, uh, really, really good because it gives you plus 30% mag with a hat and with a robe. So typically on a mage like this unit, you're going to be equipping both, so you're getting a total of 60% uh, mag increase. Yep, that's definitely very good. And then her High Seraph's Dagger, which is a great weapon for anyone who, like her, uses Ultima type wep- uh, type abilities, because it increases the modifiers of those abilities on top of being a fantastic stat stick.
1: Yeah, the sword is amazing for her. Like if you are lucky enough to get four and you you can use this sword. I'm so jealous.
0: Yeah, it's disgusting. It makes her, she's really, really good as it is, but this makes
1: her even better, which is kind of crazy to say. Since I don't follow along with the JP meta too much, I was actually really surprised at how good Ultima actually is. Yeah, she's it's fantastic. In her kit, I love
0: that she has dual cast. A lot of mages come with dual black magic, but she comes with dual cast, which can be nice. She has Fyraja, Thundaja, Blizzaja in there, which can be useful in some trials, or full life in pinch situations, dispel, things like that. You can
1: kind of mix and match based on what you need. To me, when I look at this, I see full life and dispelga, and I'm just like, hell yes. It's always nice to have somebody else who can help in those areas, just in case. Because sometimes you just don't know those bosses surprise you and your main healer or your main whatever just needs some help, right? Like for example, my Folka can only raise two people a turn. So sometimes it's nice, for example, I I can use Ultima if I had her to raise somebody and then Folka can re-raise them like a tank, for example. So that way they don't just get knocked out again and you have to, you get kind of stuck in that loop. She can help you break out of it because you have that extra person who can cast revives, cast dispels. I think it's really, really nice to have.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. On top of all of that, like that's fantastic as it is. I definitely agree with you. There's so many situations where that's useful. That's it.
1: That's fantastic. She's done as a unit. That's all yeah, you need. So Just raise, dispel, put a put complete. a cap on it, ship it. We're done here. There's all this other crap that you don't need
0: to use. Just focus on those two things. (laughs) (laughs) What a fantastic review. (laughs) No, this, this girl is even better than that. She has dual casting of all of her other abilities on two separate spells. So you have one that'll do her cooldown abilities and one that'll do everything else. Some of her damage comes with chaining families that I wasn't expecting. For example, she can chain as magic damage with Absolute Mirror of Equity.
1: I love that because now you have a magic user that can cross over into the physical world and chain with one of the most prominent chaining families we have. I think that alone makes her just a very, very good unit. She has Chaos Wave, which pretty much all of the dominant magical chainers are using now. She has Tornado, which is sort of the second best. And then she also has Absolute Mirror of Equity, which we're just waiting on him now. Whenever that samurai comes down from the Gumi... I don't know what to call it, the Gumi mailbox, it's going to be one of... You're going to see your friends list inundated with, with him, and to have units that can chain with them, especially units as good as Ultima, I think it's fantastic. I definitely agree with you. One other thing
0: she brings with her is quadracasting. Now typically units that can quadracast thinking of like Transterra, you get it for one turn. This girl can get it for 3 turns and then reactivate it using her limit burst for up to 4 turns if it's a uh, level 7.
1: Yeah, the sheer amount of uptime she has on her quadcast is insane. So, number 1, her main damage dealing ability that you're going to want to use is Chaos Wave, the Arcane Magic Ultima. The downside of it is it's untyped, so the element chains will be non-existent. The upside is it does it's her highest damage move. Now, I guess that's the downside pretty much to all of Ultima. Besides Tornado, her damage is untyped, so her chaining potential, it's going to take a lot longer to get up there to the maximum cap. But that quad cast, I think, is what really makes up for it. Because if you have her TMR equipped, she starts with it on turn 1. And the special thing about her quadcast is, normally you have to choose, do you want to dual cast her cooldown abilities, or do you want to dual cast her other abilities? But her quadcast ability, can just you can mix and match. You can quadcast everything. You start with quadcast on turn 1. Then you can use a return, which is available on turn 1, plus 3 other abilities. And then that'll enable quadcast for another 3 turns, long enough for you to get your limit burst hopefully at which point you use your limit burst and you have quad cast again so it's just it. the uptime for her quad cast is actually insane she actually has longevity with her damage so typically
0: most of these types of units kind of taper off as the fight goes on this girl can just continuously hammer you with quadra casting it's insane, but that being said, it's going to take a lot of mana to keep this girl going.
1: Yeah, you definitely need a mana battery to, <clears throat> to help her out. She, uh, I think she does come with like a mana absorb skill, if I'm not mistaken, or was that... No, she does actually. She has a cooldown. Sorry, I lied. The disempower cooldown does drain MP from the enemy, so she can help herself that way. But otherwise, you definitely need a mana battery because, yeah, she is going to burn through that stuff. Good thing she has high MP stats. You know what she needs? She needs that handbag for that nice refresh. That's (laughs) it. That's what she needs,
0: that 3% refresh on the handbag. This is a classy Ultima, yeah. (laughs)
1: the Devil Wears Prada Ultima.
0: The other nice things that this girl is bringing, and the reason I love this is just because of a shout out to an old mechanic in most uh, Final Fantasies. Is levitate, it's called it's a passive just on her 100% earth resistance.
1: I love it. Oh, I love that too. It's so good. Such a nice little shout out because, obviously, if you're not touching the ground, how can it hurt you? Let's be real, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, also, she's got a ton of passive mag in her kit. She's got a 20 magic evasion. So, if you were thinking of using that cape on her that we talked about earlier don't bother it's useless she has more innately just i love it and the other thing actually that i love about her is innate dual wield so you don't have to waste a materia slot on dual wield she just comes with it right out the gate and if you are dual wielding with her she gets
0: 60 percent equipment mag increase which is insane like to me that's wild yeah
1: i i agree i think it's it's nice i mean we've seen it on other mages before But just the fact that she has a ton of passive mag in her kit already, and then she also gets 60% equipment mag, like you're going to be seeing her a lot. Like, she's, I think, even after the event, people who do have Ultima will continue to share her because I think she is genuinely one of the best mages we have now.
0: A lot of other mages have that equipment mag buff, but not all of them come with built in tool wields. So you're freeing up an extra either. Uh, equipment slot or materia slot because she has that built in and you can take full advantage of everything she has without having to add anything onto it
1: yeah definitely and i I mean for me it's actually i i thought ellie would be the best guaranteed but for me it's becoming a toss-up just because of ultima's uptime with her quadcast i i'm sure somebody out there will have done the math but just from looking at them both it's tough to say which one is actually better The only downside to
0: Ultima is that to keep her quad cast going as long as possible, you do have to use her limit burst. And that's gonna break some of her chains, but that's okay overall. Um, And then also, like you mentioned, she lacks elemental chaining, which kind of caps her damage a little bit. So I think her and Ellie sit comfortably at the top of the mage kind of pool. Maybe Sophia in there as well. Seraph Ultima kind of fits in her own little niche because there are some battles where you don't want to use elemental damage. Something's immune or whatever. It's just not a good idea. Using Ultima can be helpful. Or
1: in Arena specifically, this could be amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even outside of Arena, like Ali, for example, to do her maximum damage, the... Is you're locked in to wind. So if you if you're fighting something that's resistant to wind or that absorbs wind, you're out of luck and Ultima definitely wins. So I agree with you. I think probably if I had to rank them off the top of my head, I would say Ellie, Ultima, and then Sophia, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. Uh, obviously, depending on the situation, some will be better than others, right? Sophia has fire and dark chaining, Ellie has wind. Ultima can hurt everybody, but can't magic chain or, yeah, element chain or benefit from imperils. So, you know, it's a toss-up, but I actually like all three of them. And I think I'm happy to see another mage that can really, really dish out the damage.
0: One more thing that I wanted to mention about this unit is two of her cooldown abilities. One is called Grand Cross. Super useful sometimes where you can a hundred percent chance of inflicting all status ailments on all enemies So if something is susceptible It's hitting, you know, it's
1: really nice to have my my friend. Let's be let's be honest this is pretty much for the damage because no boss these days is (laughs) Uh, There are actually
0: like what? Asura specifically I believe or it was Gilgamesh one of the two you can blind them. Oh, okay good to know <laughs> so you can apply you can that blind use for three this. turns yeah and what, they become immune it's helpful you might be able to sneak by on some of their like critical like uh what are those called thresholds fair enough it definitely could come in handy and then the other one is dispel ja which i know it's a 20 turn cooldown which is insane but it removes all the buffs from the enemies and removes all the debuffs from you. So it's like insanely useful. Yeah, you don't have to try to kill your units with Bushido Freedom. Just drop one of these. And both of these things are uh you can build into your quadcast. So insane. Like, honestly, she has a lot of utility. Very versatile, for sure. Well, that's High Seraph Ultima. I think she is by far the best unit on the banner. Skyrot, like you said, I'm surprised that another top tier mage Came out right after Ellie. She's insane. Like they're both really, really, really good. I can't argue with that. Hopefully, we get some more physical or some other types of units. We're getting a lot of mages recently.
1: I think we're we're getting a bunch of mages in prelude to the the next level of physical. Probably. You know, Axstar is coming soon. I don't know how soon, but people are estimating April. You know, here we are, first week of April done. Uh, we are going to get another event with uh UOC ticket, so I'm guessing Maybe it's going to be an Axtar, Axtar event. Who knows? Maybe the Axtar event
0: is going to be a story event?
1: Yeah, I actually don't know, because I I think I said it before, but I don't keep up with JP too Neither much, I. so I don't know what kind of event he's coming with. I just know he's coming. And the only reason I even know about him is because everybody talks about him. <laughs> yeah, everyone's
0: like, oh, when Axtar comes, when Axtar comes,
1: save your UOC for Axtar. He's
0: the next Heo. Yeah, pretty much. All right. That brings us up to the end of the content for this week. I think we covered it in pretty good detail. A lot going on. This is another one of those weeks with a lot of farming to do between the raid and the King Mog event. Um, Try to stay on top of it because the King Mog has a lot of nice little things in there. So hopefully you can get what you need.
1: Yeah. Pick up those juicy tickets. I think there's a guaranteed five star ticket in there as well. If I'm not mistaken. There is a guaranteed five star in there. Just a friendly reminder that that ticket goes away with the event. So if you pick it up just to use it right away, there's no point saving it. All right.
0: Minnie, any final remarks? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Minnie, what is your
1: takeaway from today's episode? So my takeaway is that Ultima is very strong. That the Chamber of Arms weapons are very good or armor technically, armor and weapons, items. And I think Construct 8 is a little bit outdated and I'm looking forward to the Construct 9 version. That was pretty interesting. (laughs) (laughs) What, What about you? My takeaway is that
0: High Seraph Ultima can separate into two beings. One of them goes into horror, the other one um, actually, you know, it'd be pretty creepy to just see a flying torso as well, actually. So both of them, I think, go into the horror category. Beowulf uh, was named incorrectly and should have been Boren instead. And that Shiva and Golem are really
1: freaking hard
0: and I hate them.
1: You know, uh, I heard that you could use, you could reflect their magics. I don't, I don't really have any units that can consistently cast reflect, but... I think if anybody has like Marie or whatever, that might help. That's a nice little tidbit of information. I do have Marie. I've never actually done the trial. It's just, I think they cast, similar to Leviathan, they cast the true like water jaw and whatever. So it is reflectable, technically. Fair. I think. I, I'll, I'll test when I do eventually try it. it, is what I heard. All
0: right. We're relying on Minnie to test out that little tidbit. <laughs>
1: Let me come up with the with the OP strats for you guys. All it requires is this one specific five star units. You're gonna need two copies over, and it'll
0: be easy. Easy. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the episode for this week. Thank you so so much for listening. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks guys. It's been a, it's been a good time. Always uh, glad to hear from you. Uh, so hit us up wherever. I think we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram mostly on Twitter for me. Uh, We got a nice little email. You can send us an email, ask us questions, whatever. It'll all be down in the description. So definitely hit us up. And don't forget to smash that like button. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't think there is a like button. No, there isn't.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, that's enough. That's enough of this for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace. Pound that subscribe button.